Benny, you made this? <laughs> what is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA. And most importantly today, the top news in all of basketball. I am your host, Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Theon Franklin, BJ Johnson. Say what's up to the people. What is good? What's happening? Shameless plug. Follow us on social media at the Dot Dagger Podcast. Interact with us. Keep up to date with everything we got going on. Gentlemen, we're here. March Madness in full swing. Love to see it. Starts on Thursday. I am hyped. Bracket was released yesterday. We have done all kinds of analysis, all kinds of research. I personally looked at BovadaSportsbook.com for like an hour today, looking into everything going on with the tournament. And so we are ready to bring you our full NCAA tournament analysis. And as is customary, we will bring in a guest to a college basketball expert, if you will. Um, At least the person we know who knows the most about college basketball. So something to look forward to long overdue guest. So we're, we're hyped for that. But first you guys already know how it works. We got some awards to give out Hooper of the week. Good hustle award. Dion, take it away with your Hooper of the week. All right. So Hooper of the week this week goes to the Japanese sports fans around the world. But most importantly, those that went to the World Cup. We already saw what they were what they did during the football World Cup back in, in in November. They were literally cleaning the bleachers after every game they were at. And that's just like insane to think for, for like anybody else. Like it's just crazy. Like why are they cleaning the bleachers? It's not their job. But another thing occurred at a different World Cup, for the people at home that don't know, the Baseball World Cup is going on right now, and it's in Tokyo. And Japan was playing the other day, and Shohei Otani is like a god to them because he's amazing, and he's just incredible. He hit his first ever home run at the World Cup, and it landed on the Japanese fans. And the Japanese girl got the ball. And what do you think they did next? No, they didn't stab each other. They didn't fight like here they do here in America. They literally, they literally passed the ball around and everybody took pictures of it. Everybody in that section. And then they gave the ball back to the girl. How is this possible? Ain't different. That's Ain't different. fucking crazy. That's so that's just. I don't even yeah, know what to call they're, it. They're just like, better people there, I guess. Yeah, they're they're just better amazing. than us. It's better. I didn't even fathom that happening here. If, if somebody gives me the ball, I'm taking that shit. You're Wait, gonna be fights would have broke out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but props to them. Like that, that's what a sport, being a sports fan is all about. Apparently, like out there. So I, I love it. I love that's to see crazy. it. I love to see it. Because, like, in America, like, grown men will take the ball from children. From children, like, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's so different. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. So, props to Japanese fans. They are the best sports fans in the world, hands down. Bar none. Bar none. Exactly. 
you're not wrong. Like, as bad as U.S. fans are, like, it's nothing on, like, South American soccer fans. Like, I that, that that's the solace I'm taking, right? Of, at least we haven't started wars over a sport and, like, burned down entire cities over sports. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans have come close, but not quite. <laughs> um, yeah, w-, w pick. Love that. BJ, take it away with your Hooper of the Week. I got uh, Hooper of the Week starting in the, the border over here. Good old six. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, please keep keep being a man of the people. Um, After the Clipper loss last week, Fred Van Vliet just went in on the officiating this season. Yes. Um, he called yes. out NBA officials. And not only did he call them out, he called one specific official out by name. He went through the list of technical fouls he's gotten and said, every time I get a tech, this guy is refing or somebody he works with is refing my game. And he says, like, players, he's saying a lot of what players feel. There's two or three or one or two refs every time they officiate. They want to be the, the star of the show. They mess the game up. And then when you ask them what you did wrong, they won't talk to you. Uh, and the NBA, instead of, like, finding him pretty heavy, they said 30,000, like, and that's more than some people get, like, or that's less than some people have ever gotten just for criticizing and officiating. Um, so what it basically says is the NBA is like, we get it. We need work. We got work to do. So as long as you don't verbally or go at the ref in the game, you can roast him at the podium because he had like <laughs> 18 different cuss words. And this is like a uh, like proper interview. He's just like letting them have it. So Fred Van Vliet. Way to way to keep it a uh, hundred at the podium and call the official by name. That's just Bro, different. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know. He was cussing. He was saying "fuck this, fuck that, shit this, shit that." I was like, <laughs> "Yes, uh, every yes. other word." Absolutely, official. Give me more. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but like, there's some guys like you know Draymond, Pat Bev, like they're always whining about the officiating. I don't care. But Fred Van Vliet's a guy who, who carries some weight. Like, he doesn't complain. He plays the right anything. way. You know, he was like a three-year starter in college. Like, plays the right way. So when he has something to say, like, I pay attention. You know, like, he he's a player whose opinion I respect. And for him to just call out an official like that, and I, I think he was right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. yeah, I I think he has a point. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, does, he doesn't care about that 30000 yeah. Oh, and this was like this was, he was after, like that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was after they lost against the Nuggets and Scotty Barnes got ejected with like seconds left. Oh, in the that game. was a horrible. He ejection. got ejected because he said, "Man, y'all cheating." And Scott Foster said he questioned the integrity of the officiating, so he ejected him. I was like, everyone should be questioning the that. integrity of Scott Foster. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> that 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 ejection was so soft. Like that. Most ejections nowadays are soft. <laughs> yeah, Scott Foster back at it again. Yeah, money. Yeah, money on Denver. Yeah. yeah. Um. I ain't thinking fucking up my finances. <laughs> I got a three piece Hooper of the week. No Thank napkins you. from deep. Um, first Hooper of the week. Speaking of W interviews, um, Memphis University. I guess I technically Memphis State. It just doesn't sound right. They're Memphis. But not the Grizzlies. Memphis State Tigers beat the Houston Cougars in the um, American Championship for college basketball. And when stepping to the podium, um, Alex Lomax, 
guard for the Memphis Tigers. When asked about his performance and what it felt like, his explanation for how they beat Houston, one of the best teams in the country, I got big nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Was his explanation. Um, Penny Hardaway and his teammate were laughing their butts off listening to him say that. He repeated it. He's like, I said what I said. I got big nuts. Like, I mean, no lies detected. Yeah. So, the man said what he said. Yeah. I get the feeling he meant every word. So, Alex Lomax. For nothing else, uh, that's comedy, bro. Um, Hooper of the Week. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, to quote the great philosopher of our time, uh, Connor McGregor, he once said, "The double champ." Oh, I the the correct quote is quote. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double <laughs> champ does whatever the fuck he wants. So Marquette, double champ. Double champ, baby. Big East, regular season champions. Big East tournament champions. Double champs. Pick to finish ninth. Double champs of the Big East. So we get to do whatever the fuck we want, baby. Love to see that. Love to see that. They're winning it all. Not to spoil our NCAA hoop analysis, but they're they're winning it all. You heard it here first. (laughs) So, I mean, how do how do you not root for this team, man? Shock is smart, doing it again. Always the underdog team, scrappy. I've fallen in love with this team, man. So, Marquette, Hoopers of the Week. Love it. Picked to finish ninth. Double champs. Love to see it. Um, Best moment of the week, though, by far. Hooper of the Week to Pau Gasol, getting his jersey retired by the Lakers. Um. Super emotional seeing his jersey up there next to Kobe Bryant. Obviously, very, very close with Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe's family was in attendance. He's like a second father to like his kids, from what I understand. Like he's very involved in Godfather. Yep. Of the lives of Kobe's kids. And so seeing him next to get his number retired right next to Kobe Bryant, I mean, that is just super cool. Like that it touched me. It did. I have no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was a really touching moment. So good on the Lakers for doing that. Uh, definitely had to happen for, you know, Pat winning them two championships. Um, whichever GM facilitated the Pau Gasol trade, his number should be up there right next to his. Um, all-time steal of a move. But love, love to see that. Really, really cool moment this week. Um, I have a two-piece of good hustle awards. If we're ready to get negative. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves in basketball and in sports in general, um, is guys who want to act tough when someone does a really like just dominates them in some way, whether they're mossed in basketball or in football, whether they're dropped or dunked on in basketball, whether you hit a home run off of them in baseball, um, you don't get to have an opinion if you're dominated in sports. You get to sit there, and whoever dominated you gets to say whatever they want to say. That's one of my pet peeves. So, Zach Collins, you can come here and get this good hustle award. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Zach Collins, one of the more disliked uh, players in basketball, and I can see why, got absolutely 
torqued on by Michael Porter Jr. Not a dunker, by the way. Uh, didn't matter. Went up and absolutely dunked it right on his head. And Zach Collins had something to say to him afterward because he didn't like how Michael Porter Jr. celebrated or whatever. Kind of caused a scuffle, caused a bit of a brouhaha. Um, I will say it once. I will say it a hundred times. If you get dunked on, you don't get to have an opinion. Okay. You get to sit there and you get to shut up. Okay. Michael Porter Jr. just absolutely yammed on you. Okay. You don't get to act tough afterwards. You look like an idiot because you just got dunked on. Okay. Michael Porter Jr. did the dunking. He gets to say what he wants. Okay. And you get to sit there and you get to take it. You don't like it. Go dunk on him. Then you get to say what you want. Okay. When you try and act tough after something like that, you just look like a moron. So Zach Collins, good, good hustle out there. Um, Dion, cover your ears. The Dallas Mavericks. Um, oh, why would you take my good hustle, bro? That's crazy. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Um, I'll leave it for you then. I'm not covering my ears. You know? I, I want to hear all of it. I mean, pulled the trigger. Got Luca his second star, and they're still sitting under 500. Luca in and out with injuries. Um, Mavs have all the pieces. Do you look at no, the roster? Don't. No, no, no. We're not gonna do that. We don't have any, we don't have shit. Look, Luca Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Christian That's Wood. It. That's it. That, that's enough to get you above 500. They have all the pieces to be above 500. Are you saying they got the pieces to be above 500? Yeah, they have all the pieces to be above 500. I thought you had pieces to win. <laughs> win more games than they lose, yes. Oh, so this that's the standard? You got pieces to be 35 and 34. <laughs> Come on now. You have the pieces to win two more games than you've won. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, it's looking kind of rough for the Mavericks. Um, I thought that the Mavericks as a team would respond a lot better to that loss to the Suns than they have. Um, I think they'll be fine, but it's getting kind of late in the year to be under 500. So, and Mavericks, Jason Kidd is fed up kind of with Luca yeah. and the complaining to the refs. He's called him out a few times after games, like he keeps saying, We have to grow up and not worry about the officials. And everyone knows he's talking about Lucas. So I think Jay Kidd is like kind of fed up with some of the stuff that's going on. Yeah, there's yeah. some noticeable friction. Um so Mavericks. Let's let's get about five hundred. Uh good good hustle out there. Um Dion care to pile on to that? I mean, where do I start? Fucking bunch of bozos on on my team, like Past Luca and Kyrie, there's nothing. It's a wasteland because Christian Wood plays once every three games. I don't know what where we're going. I don't know what we're doing, and we're definitely not going to keep Kyrie after this season. So, what, what was the point? What was the point at this point? Like nothing changed. We're below 500 now. Lost three in a row, maybe four with the loss tonight. I think it's the, I think it's four. Uh, regardless. After All Star break, we're definitely like below five hundred, and we're now we're below five hundred in the whole season. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. We need, we need something else. We need, we need help. Tim Hardaway Jr. I said it before. I say it again. Bozo, premier bozo number one. <laughs> play with players that I've never even seen play. Haven't even seen them play in college. 
I don't know who they are. Why are they on this team? I don't know. And I don't know what the line on Movada is to like for where the Mavs are going to finish. But it can't be that much higher than where they are right now, uh, especially with people just missing games. Especially, I don't know, Kyrie's out apparently for some reason. Just missed back to get back games against the Grizzlies, which could have been dubs since Da's not there. Um, but yeah, just good hustle to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, it's it's not great right now. Dallas Mavericks fan. Yeah, yeah, not great right now. Uh, VJ, take us home. Who is hustling? All right. Um, I got a three piece. Get yes, sir. From deep. And what? No napkins. Uh, let me start. Unfortunately, with a person who I said was going to be on my list of New Year's resolutions to be nicer to, uh, Grant Williams. Uh, come on, <laughs> come on. No, down. you. No, I am a hundred percent behind this. Give him all the good hustle awards for okay. this BS. Because okay. this is not even. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've tried to defend him. I've tried. Go ahead. Give him the good hustle award. We got a game going on this uh, past week: Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Celtics. Celtics are pretty much about to win the game. Like Cleveland gets a or gets a foul. Donovan Mitchell hits two free throws to tie the game. Grant Williams gets fouled on a putback. So he has a chance to end the game, 0.8 seconds left. And what do the Cavs do? They call timeout to ice him, getting his head a little bit. Donovan Mitchell walks up to him and goes, "Just, I think he's just talking trash to him, just trying to get in his head. What does Grant Williams do? He looks him in his face and says, I'll make both of them. I'm going to make both of them. Like three times he says he's going to make it. So we're, we're waiting. What's he doing the first one? Clank, he misses it. Okay, okay, we got one more to go. <laughs> He says you're going to make both of them, so now you're a liar. You at least got to be halfway right now. What is he on the second one? Clank <laughs> misses another one. What do we do? We are now in overtime. Joe Missoula was pissed. Grant Williams didn't even play overtime. He took him right to the game. It's like, bro, you, if, if you're going to say you're going to make both and you miss both, I think it's, it's deserved that you should be benched. Because then the Celtics went on to lose that game. This is in the midst of blowing a 14-point lead to the Cavs as well. So, Grant, buddy, focus. Focus. <laughs> you shoot 40-plus from three-point like you from three point range. Two free throws to ice the game? I know you better than this. I know you better than this, Grant. Bro, and this guy wants $40 million. $40 million. $40 million for what? A year? To miss two free throws when it counts. That's, that's wait, wait, wait. $40 million a year? No, not a year. I think, no, I think over two. Way, he wants 20, 20 Yeah, hard. I think he wants two years, 20, 20 million. Oh, oh yeah. 20 low per. Low you got, can I get a 20 two per? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I still love Grant sometimes, but like he is like the biggest like little brother complex ever. Like, Dude, they hate, I think they secretly do not like him. <laughs> like, no, I, I don't think that's true. Like, I, I think absolutely true. <laughs> him and JT are, are tight. I know like Deuce is always playing with Grant and stuff. Like he, he's a good locker room guy. He's a, he's a good dude. He's just like, a he guy d- who thinks he's better than what he actually That is. That's what it is. That's what it is. He thinks he wants to be the third guy. He wants to be a star and he's just not like know your role, be happy in your role. And and it's not like if he just had a bigger opportunity, he would be a star. Like you're a role player. That's what you are. Yeah. Like, yes, you're pretty good at your role. You could fit in on a lot of teams in this league doing that role, but like just just stay in your lane. Like 
you, you want so badly to be the guy and like yeah. all this stuff. Just 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 stay in your lane, Grant. Like take it easy, Bucko. Honestly, he's always look- asking for like lot like the perfect example of this. Like him and JT will be on the break. He wants a lob from JT. Like you are not dunking yeah. on anyone. Like you're not getting a lob. Like, what are you doing? Like him and Marcus Smart are so frustrating sometimes. Like you love them, but it's like they just be doing too much. They're doing too much. Like you iced yourself here, bro. You iced yourself. If you're just calm, cool, and collected, I'm sure you hit one. But no, you got to be cocky. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hit them both. And so when you miss the first one, you start freaking out because you're like, oh, I just said I was gonna hit both, and I already missed one. Like, doing too much. Okay, to see. Um, second. Uh, Kendrick Perkins. I guess we'll stay with Celtic players and now former. Team Kendrick up as Perkins. well. Team up. Kendrick Perkins. Uh, he went on first take and made the argument that some of the NBA MVP voters have a racial bias. And that is why Dirk, Steve Nash, and Jokic have won MVPs. And his argument was only three MVPs since 1990 have not been top 10 in scoring. And this is his criteria. Conveniently, he left out. He started in 1990 because in 87 to 89, Magic Johnson who I last time I checked is an African-American man, also won MVP and was not top 10 in scoring. And then he said 80% of the voters are white men. What did the NBA do the very next day? They had first taken outs. This is absolutely not true. We are much more diverse in our voting makeup than 80% of white male individuals. It's pretty diverse. So Kendrick Perkins, if you're going to slander Jokic, you got to be right with your facts. And two, you can't just make in a sport like basketball, you cannot say that there's racial bias when every other year, I'm pretty sure the MVP is African-American or a European player. It's Giannis. It's someone else. So come on, let's not create these fake narratives and and try to make race and and bring that into the MVP conversation because it has no place there. Make a legit basketball argument, please. It's so stupid because, like, first of all, all of the evidence he cited was was wrong or misleading. Second yeah. of all, how can you say, like, you can make – the MVP race has been close most of the year, I think, closer than most people think. If you want to make a case for Giannis, you can. You want to make a case for Embiid, you can. Up until, like, a week ago, you want to make a case for JT, you can make a case for JT. But you don't have to slander Jokic in the process. Like – how can you call it stat padding when the guy until I think a couple of days ago was They're like undefeated. 30 and Oh, when he got a triple double, how can you say it's stat padding then? Oh. Like you can make a case for other guys to be MVP. You can make a case for Jokic not to be the MVP, but you don't have to just completely discredit him and basically just say it's cause he's white. Yeah, Like that is so <laughs> that's a lazy like, argument. And it's, it's that's what it is, is it's lazy because all the evidence he cited is untrue and it's just so discrediting to Jokic who has played so incredibly well, maybe on the best team in the association. So like, how can you just slander him in that way? It makes no sense to me. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Cause like, even like after the nineties, there's like four five, or five or six players that average less points than Jokic has right now. And they were black and won MVP. Come yeah. on, like that's just I think D Rose didn't even put up D Rose, KG, yeah. Tim Duncan. Um, there's another one that I can Steph, Steph averaged 23 and got an MVP. So, like, mm-hmm. bro, what are we doing? Yeah, well, 
on a lighter note, this last could help. So, um, appropriately enough, the, the Oscars were last night, uh, and there was, you know, no slap her around the world. But <laughs> just last week, there was a Chris Rock comedy special that aired on Netflix, Selective Outrage. I didn't think it was funny, but I thought the storytelling was quite good. You know who <laughs> saw the stand-up? Will Smith, Will Smithsonian, Willard, the Fresh Prince. Reports say that Will Smith is, quote unquote, hurt and offended by Chris Rock's stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Will, hold up, hold up. Will, How, you don't get to slap somebody and be offended when they clap back at you. He didn't slap you upside the head. All he did was crack a few jokes, and now you're hurt, offended. And quote unquote wishes Chris would move on. His face is still on the Oscar <laughs> stage. What do you want him to do? How do you how can you be offended when you slap the man? <laughs> when you assault somebody, you don't get to decide when the victim moves on. Yeah, right? It's like, oh man, I, I didn't I didn't mean to slap you because you forget about it already. <laughs> man, so good, good, good for Chris Rock. He he did not keep his wife's name out of his oh, mouth. I laughed so hard when I saw. I was it. laughing my butt off, dude. I've I've seen it too. Yeah, like Rip Will Will upset and offended, which is Chris would move on. Will, <laughs> the title of the special is selective outrage. Like, could you be any more of a meme right now? Like, oh man, yeah, good good for Chris Rock, man. I loved his explanation. I loved the clap back. WW move by Chris Rock. Love that. All right. We got too much NCAA coverage. So let's get to our five games of the week so that we can get to our full bracket breakdown. Uh, Dion, the scores from last week, please. All right. I'll go off the top of my head because my phone is in the other room charging. Pretty sure last week VJ went three and two, and me and TC went two and three. And the standings are as follows. TC is still in the lead, 51 and, wait, 51? 52 and 33. VJ is down one game at 51 and 32. No, wait, that, that doesn't even make sense. Wait, and 34, 51 and 34. And I am way behind that I don't even need to save my score. Because there's no way I can win this. <laughs> Man, I'm about to blow a 3-1 lead. This is... This is <laughs> need need these picks this week. Thanks. <sighs> Wait, let me, let me right. grab them so I can write them down. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. All right. All these games are on Tuesday and Wednesday because I will be watching the tournament on Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um... So game number one, Nuggets at the Raptors Tuesday night. Um, Nuggets been very average as of late. Lost a couple of games they shouldn't have lost, but I will still take the Nuggets on the road. Uh, still healthy as far as I know, so kind of think they turn around at some point. Raptors playing better as late as well, but I think the Raptors actually just beat them, didn't they, in Denver? I think so. No, the, the technical foul helped Denver. That's right. But still, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Nuggets. Uh, VJ, I'm in agreement. I like the Nuggets. Dion, Nuggets. Game number two, Bucks at the Suns Tuesday night. Is Giannis back? Do we know? 
He's playing tonight. He's playing tonight. Okay. Bet. Yeah, give me the Bucks then. No KD. So should be should be pretty obvious, but a, still a fun finals rematch. Uh VJ. Like the Bucks here at Suns. Yep. Dion. I have to make up ground. So for, just for that reason, I'm taking the Suns. I don't want to, but I have to at this point. <laughs> Sixers at the Cavs Wednesday night. This is a tough game. Yeah. Cavs like alternate between dominating and laying an egg. So it's really hard to know which Cavs team is going to show up. But I think I will take the Cavs at home. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley have given Embiid a tough time. So I'll I'll take the Cavs at home. Uh VJ. I think I'm gonna take the Sixers here. Embiid is on fire as of late, and I think he'll continue that on the That's road. That's true. Taking Dion? Sixers as well. Sixers as well. Game number four. Celtics at the T Wolves. Fresh off a loss to the horrible Houston Rockets. But I'm still gonna play the a lot of averages here. I don't like this stretch the Celtics are on, but I'm going to say they get it turned around in Minnesota. I'll take the Celtics. Uh BJ. I also will take the Celtics here, especially after losing tonight. Dion. Timberwolves, baby, let's get it. <laughs> Game number five. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Game number five, Warriors at the Clippers. Um, Clippers, always difficult to predict, but Warriors have been horrible on the road on the road. So I will bet against the Warriors on the road. Any chance I get, give me the Clippers. Uh VJ? Yeah, Clippers at home, Warriors on the road. I think that means the Clippers will get this one. Yeah. Dion. All right, I'm taking the Warriors, baby. Let's get it. Let's make a round. All right, as alluded to, we are joined by a very special guest, a long overdue guest, the man, the myth, the legend, the best thing to come out of Kansas, Hunter Johnson. What's good, Hunter. boys? You know, I'm really glad to join you guys. Like you said, it has been long overdue. Um, long overdue. Man, listening to you guys and the sex success that you've had, it's uh it's impressive. You know, I'm really honored to be a part of this. Let's uh let's talk some hoops. Yes, sir. So Hunter actually part of Dagger Lore because the reason the dagger came about was because Hunter I don't remember the the full story, but something about Hunter wanting to get a bunch of podcasts together. And so he was like, TC, Dion, do you guys want to do an NBA podcast with this third person? And we're like, no. But Dion's like, but I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was VJ, and the dagger was born. So technically, it was Hunter's idea before it was our idea, but we kind of took it and ran with it. But So Hunter, long overdue. Long overdue. And if there's one thing... Hunter Johnson is passionate about it is college basketball. So perfect opportunity to talk some college hoops with Hunter today. That is a fact. It is the most wonderful time of the year. I absolutely love the NCAA tournament. Love the tournament. Like I mentioned, did some research on Bovada. We're looking at everything. 
tournament challenges, lines. We're do we're doing everything. Trying to prep for this this tournament. So let's let's start at the beginning. Um what first round games are we most excited to watch? Hunter, right off the bat, give me a couple of first round games that you're excited to watch. The very first one that comes to my mind when I was, you know, watching Selection Sunday yesterday was Creighton NC State. I think that um, the winner of that game can make a run. You know, I think that Baylor in the second round is not who they should be right now. I don't think they're a very good team. Uh, and it's just kind of the the guard play that's going to come out of that game. Creighton has two real good guards and then the big man down low. And NC State has two fantastic guards and Jarkel Joyner and Tur- uh, Turquavian Smith. You know, that's going to be a fun matchup. Just kind of watching those um, two teams go. Another one that I kind of like is, you know, UVA Furman. Um, that's that's one of my upsets. I, I like Furman a lot. Uh, it's a change of pace to UVA. You know, UVA slows the ball down and takes their time with, with everything that they do. I think that's going to be a really great matchup. Um, yeah, those are, those are the two that I really highlighted. You know, another one that could be interesting um, – in the long run could be, or well, not even in the long run, um, St. Mary's and VCU. I watched VCU play in the A-10 tournament, the championship. They're a good ball club. Um, St. Mary's looked good all year and then just got absolutely boat raced by Gonzaga in the WCC <laughs> championship. So, you know, those are three games that I really had circled of this. This one could be fun. And then there's also like the revenge aspect in, in Providence, Kentucky with Bryce Hopkins. I'm going to be watching that game closely because the winner of that's going to play Kansas State. Um, you know, so I, I think that those are those are definitely four games that I will have circled. I'm going to watch them all though, anyways. What are we talking here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, um, yeah, that was the one I had circled: Kentucky, Providence, Bryce Hopkins, the Kentucky transfer and certified bucket uh, revenge game for him. Or does Coach K get his or uh, Coach Cal get his revenge? Uh, that's going to be a really fun, fun game to watch. Storylines write themselves. Other than that game, I'm definitely going to be watching. Um, I love Memphis FAU. That's going to be a freeze, phenomenal freeze. game. Um, I love me some owls, baby. Love me some owls. FAU is fun up and down, and. it's like can I root for both teams definitely rooting for Penny Hardaway too Memphis just upset Houston in the A-10 championship as well so Mm -hmm. uh, or the American championship I meant and so that that game is going to be phenomenal as well Uh, Dion give me a couple games you're looking forward to for the first round All right, so you guys took two of mine uh, that I had marked down Memphis FAU you know two conference champions going at it I, I can't wait that's that's my uh, highlight of the first round. Then Kentucky and Providence, of course. I think Providence is seated way below their actual capabilities. Um, but the other one that I'm also looking at, and I think no, not a lot of people have, is Gonzaga GCU. GCU can shoot the ball, and they're so fucking efficient. It's crazy. Uh, don't talk to me about GCU. And I watch Gonzaga, them. Gonzaga I watch. Like I watched that, Grand so. Canyon absolutely shred my beloved SUU Thunderbirds in the 
in the WAC hey, championship. They are. Hey, if gets hot, they can, they can win this game. So bro, they, that's they, another they, I'm really bro, excited for. They did not miss. I think. I'm telling you, bro. Most I'm of the way you. through the second half, I think they were ten for sixteen for three. I was like, these guys do not miss. They don't miss. If they shoot like that, they can be anybody. That's what I'm saying. So that's why that's why I'm excited for that one. So those three are are my my first round highlights right now. Love that. Showing the wax some love. Love love to hear it. Uh VJ, give me a couple of games you're looking for. Yeah, so I think this one is going to be a very interesting game. Uh I like Maryland versus West Virginia a lot. Like I think Maryland is a a low a low key team in the Big Ten, but Bob Huggins in West Virginia, you can always count on it being a tough defensive game. So I think that will be very entertaining. Uh, you guys took one of mine too, Kentucky and Providence, both twenty one and eleven record wise. Um, I want to see what the SEC versus Big East will look like, and I think this is a great um, showcase for that. Obviously, the Bryce Hopkins storyline. How could you not love that? Uh, speaking of storylines, I Michigan State and USC. Selfishly, I want Michigan State to win so we can see Joey go against Marquette. Uh, a little Hauser versus MU action. Talk to me. I want to see that, but I definitely think USC though would have a shot in that game. They're seeded lower than Michigan State, but still. Um, and this last one, I think this is going to be one of the bangers of the first round. Iowa versus Auburn. I think that's going to be another. Yes. Very like good game. Um, Auburn, very good in the SEC this year. Iowa, iffy in the Big Ten, but I don't know. Bruce Pearl in March, I feel like it'll be a great game. That'll be a sleeper, though. Yeah, that, like that feels like a grind them out kind of game. Like, that's going to be nine. <laughs> no, way less than that. 41 40, like 38 37. Like, yeah. uh, I'm going to look on Bovada, but I'm going to be very interested in the under in that game. Very interested. Um, another game I'm really looking forward to: Miami versus Drake. Oh yeah, and yeah. not not certified lover boy Drake, not four one four Drake. We're talking the Drake Bulldogs. Um, Miami a little bit beat up. I think that game is going to be phenomenal. Um, and I'm also looking at San Diego State and Charleston. I think is also going to be a great game. All the five twelves, great games. All the six elevens, always great games. Absolutely chalked full. And I think the benefit of this year's field in general, I think a lot of the best teams in the mid-majors won their tournaments. Not every one seed, but a lot of really good teams won their conference tournaments. And so even like the 16 seeds are like pretty good teams. Like I was like, how is Howard a 16 seed? Like they're really good. I looked at the 15s and the 14s like, oh man, this, the mid majors have some really good teams and it kind of sucks that the, the, the field is so packed that they're stuck with these low seeds, but there's some like, there's always a few teams like, it feels like barely above 500, but they somehow managed to win their conference tournament or whatever. Not a lot of those. A lot of these mid-major schools are for real. And one of the storylines in college basketball this year, anyone can take it, right? Like a lot of the best teams aren't like absolute wagons that you're like, yep, that team is for sure winning it all. So this this tournament could be absolutely spicy when you combine those two things, so... Sticking with the first round before we move on. Um, like I just mentioned, we did some research on Bavada. And I have to pre-qualify this of 
we would never ever engage in sports gambling. That is degenerate behavior. We would never do that. <laughs> that is a foolish waste of money. Um, the devil's act. Still in some places. <laughs> and so we would never do that. However, if we did, it, it, theoretically, in an alternate universe where we were degenerates, um, you know, come through the portal, alternate TC, you know, uh, losing his shirt and sports betting. Uh, what betting lines are we looking at for these first round games? VJ, I know you are a heavy gambler in general. Just kidding. VJ's <laughs> would never. VJ would never. But VJ, give me a couple of lines for these first round games that you think are interesting because we would never give gambling advice, right? Like, we're not qualified to do that. We would never give gambling advice. You should, in no way, shape, or form, put any kind of money on anything we're about to say. But we're going to talk about it anyway, just because it's kind of fun. Uh, Dion, what are some lines? Give me a couple lines that you think are really interesting. I got I got a few. I got a few, honestly. Um, I think the uh, Texas Colgate line is a little too high. Minus 14 Texas. I think Colgate is an upset alert. I think it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to go down the stretch. Um, so I would take Colgate plus 14. If it, But this is not gambling advice. This is not gambling advice by any means. Um, <laughs> uh, then I like, I feel like Tennessee has been kind of sus throughout the year. So Tennessee minus 10 and a half. I don't know if I would go, I'll probably fade that. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to interject here because that was my number one Tennessee right? been incredibly Same. suspect. The raging right. Cajuns getting 10 and a half. That's a lot of points. That's, crazy. That's a lot That's of crazy. points. Especially is like, Tennessee bro, even going to score ten? It's a fair how question. Is even in this? Like, I the how is Tennessee in and Vanderbilt out? I don't understand. Vanderbilt, I feel like they upset somebody every other week. Uh, how are they not in this? But it's, that's besides the point. The other line that I like is Coach Patino against UConn. I I don't really like minus mm-hmm. nine and a half. So I I would say Iona plus nine and a half. And then the last one, I alluded to it in the other, in the first segment. I think Gonzaga minus 16 is way, yeah. way too high. So that's way too high. I plus agree. Love that. Plus- yeah, I'm also, I'm all over the Cajuns. The Raging Cajuns plus 10 and a half, I think is really nice. Really nice. Might have to look at Bavada on that. Just kidding. Would never do that. Um, <laughs> I think VCU getting points against anybody at this point is insane to me. Uh, VCU plus four and a half, I think, is a phenomenal line. Phenomenal line. VCU is one of the hottest teams in the entire country. They absolutely steamrolled over their conference. Beat some really good teams handily. Um and St. Mary's has been incredibly shaky since that huge win against Gonzaga, I want to say in January. They got absolutely thrashed by Gonzaga in the WCC championship. So, VCU getting points versus anybody, I'll, I'll take the points. Um, 
another one I'm looking at. Um, we're we're talking about a lot of teams that we like the points with, but a favorite I like by quite a bit, going directly against what Hunter said. I think Creighton minus five point five could be a really good play. NC State, I don't trust a whole lot. They're good team. But Creighton feels like a sleeping giant in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're finally healthy, playing extremely well. Kind of laid an egg versus UConn in the Big East tournament. But UConn's, uh, or Xavier, I mean. Um, but I, five and a half, I, I think I think Creighton can cover that pretty, pretty easily. Um, Hunter, I know you would never engage in such activities, but what are, what are some lines that you like? It honestly offends me that you would even ask this question. I know. I know. I am just not a gambler at all. Um, you know, the two things that I saw first and foremost was definitely the Raging Cajuns. Uh, again, I, I am all aboard on that one. The second one that I really like is Texas A&M minus two and a half against Penn State. Um, yep. Texas Talk A&M is being disrespected with a seven seed. That is a very good basketball team. Buzz Williams has those boys playing ball. Um, I, I think that, you know, they ran into a buzzsaw that is Alabama in the SEC championship. But mm-hmm. I think the Texas a and is a really good basketball team. And I think Penn State just kind of threw it together there at the end. And, yes, Penn State could come out and knock down 23s like they do every other game, it feels like. But if they even have a halfway bad shooting night, it's going to get ugly because Texas A&M will suffocate you. And then – uh Another seven seed that I love, and especially with this line, is Northwestern minus two and a half against Boise State. Um, remember the name Boo Booey. That dude is a baller. So, you know, I, I think that them only getting two and a half. I, Boise State won the – I'm seeing Denver, one and a half now. One and a half now. Even better. Uh-huh. Give it to me. The Mountain West has historically sucked ass – in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I mean, go back for as long as you can. These guys are bad in the NCAA tournament. Boise State just happens to be in that conference. Give me Northwestern, minus one and a half. Love it. Um, yeah, Boise State back-to-back losses against Utah State. Doesn't look great. Um, kind of stumbling into the tournament. I'm with I'm with you on that. Um I'll give you another line I like because nobody has mentioned this team yet. Um, maybe it's just I'm just sipping the Marquette Kool Aid, but Kennesaw <laughs> State getting eleven and a half versus Xavier feels like a lot to me. Kennesaw State is a really good team. I just saw Xavier get absolutely pumped by the Marquette Golden <laughs> Eagles in the Big East Championship. <laughs> Xavier not deep at all. Um, Kennesaw State shoots the ball extremely well. Um, Xavier, I, th- I think, still gets could could still get the win, but Kennesaw State getting eleven and a half—that's a lot to me. That's a really good basketball team. So, I got one more for you that I just saw that uh, kind of intrigues me. So everybody's all over Duke. I'm sure everybody has them in their Final Four coming out of this region here. I do not. I think Oral Roberts has a shot. Yeah, yes, I think they absolutely. have a legit shot. And them getting what six and a half? I've seen even seven and a half on some sites. It's a lot of points. Max Asmus, he's gonna come and play. He's gonna ball out. I don't know. 
Be careful. I'm getting 2022 Iowa vibes from Duke right now. Isn't this the same player who took UCLA to the absolute brink a couple of years ago? Single-handedly, like, yes. Single-handedly. <laughs> plus add a seven-foot, what, seven-foot-two transfer from Arkansas onto that team as well, who's wow. a matchup nightmare. I mean, Speaking of I, I don't hate it. I think uh, that's what you want to watch. Arkansas minus one and a half versus Illinois. I think mm-hmm. that'll be spicy. For yeah. sure. And then Michigan State minus one and a half versus USC. Feels uh I don't know. I'm 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 rolling with the Trojans, I think. So that'll be interesting to see. Like Love that. that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might do some research on Bovada just for fun, you know, just just for yeah. fun. Not that we engage in such activity. Once but... again, we're not giving out gambling advice. We would never give out gambling advice. This is, you know, it's just for fun, you know, just for funsies. funsies. Don't put any money on anything we just said. Because <laughs> 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 we, we would never. We're smarter than that. Um, Let's talk about the one seeds. Start at the top, right? Purdue, Houston, Kansas, and why am I drawing a blank here? Alabama. Alabama, thank you. Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. Yes, sir, Roll Tide. Um, VJ, which one seed do you have the most faith in? Uh, I hate to be that guy. I hate to be cliche here, but I'm all in on Roll Tide. I'm not talking Nick Saban. Uh I really like this Alabama squad in SEC, mainly because I think Brandon Miller is an absolute stud as a freshman. 6'9", can do pretty much everything. And, and really, I am iffy on Houston because their star player just got hurt over the weekend. Purdue, after Zach Eady, I mean, it's kind of questionable as to how long that'll last uh, in a like slower pace game. And then... Kansas got smoked by Texas in the Big 12. So I'm a little iffy on that. So out of all those, I have the most faith in Bama. Interesting. Um, I mean, all of these teams, it, this is crazy of like, I think all of the one seeds have pretty clear flaws. Um, and I don't think there's a, like I said, mentioned earlier, there's not one team where you're like, I will be shocked if this team doesn't win it. This is wide open, but interesting with the with Alabama I don't totally disagree uh Dion what which one seed do you have the most faith in honestly like none of them to be honest <laughs> I, don't, I, Fair. I, I, Fair. I don't really like any of these I don't really like any of these one seeds to be honest that's like like you guys have been saying like this tournament is is gonna be why this second win if I had to pick one I would probably pick Kansas, they've just been there, you know. I, I feel like I feel like I have to go with Kansas, just because just because they're. I don't I don't really know. I don't I don't know why I'm picking Kansas. It's just because I like I don't have faith in the other ones, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of left with the same thing of like I do really like Bama. Their inex their inexperience worries me. Of uh, they're a young team, mm-hmm. and they're pretty inexperienced. Purdue Zach Eady is him. He is him. I love Zach Eady. Love his attitude. Love his leadership. Love his skill. But Purdue doesn't have the guards to go all the way. I saw them get absolutely pressed into oblivion by Rutgers um, in the Big Ten tournament. And so 
Like they don't have the guards to go all the way. Kansas um definitely have definitely have some some faith in Kansas, but something about the Houston Cougars really intrigues me. Yes, they did just lose to Memphis in the conference championship, but Houston has this hunger and this desire and this intensity that is really attractive to me of like, they play the game. They, they, you can tell they play with a chip on their shoulder. They are pedaled to the metal, the entire game. They have a lot of depth. They, you know, really hadn't laid an egg all year until the loss to Memphis and so I don't know why, but I have a lot of faith in Houston for some reason. Something about that program, something about those players, they just have a lot of intensity and play with a joy that I think is contagious. And so I, I like Houston a lot. Um, Hunter, I know you're not a Kansas fan, but are you faith in the Jayhawks, number one so, seed? You know, KU got absolutely hosed with their – region that they were put in um they absolutely should have been the number one overall seed if not number two at worst and being in the midwest if they're playing in the midwest region and we're playing in kansas city for the sweet 16 elite eight you could have already punched their ticket to the final four i mean that team is going to be playing in front of a home crowd if that's the case they, they aren't losing in kansas city um with with their region though they are they're in a tough tough region i I question if they can get past Arkansas in the eight nine. To be honest with you, um, I think that's a that's a really bad matchup for them. Um, Purdue, I have zero faith in. I, I think that the winner of Memphis FAU is definitely going on past Memphis or past Purdue. Um, if Houston was healthy, man, Marcus Sasser is a dog. If if Houston's healthy, I think that they have the easiest path to the Elite Eight and would definitely make it there i still think they can make it there because they do have an easy path in my opinion but i don't think they can get past texas without marcus sasser um alabama's good alabama's really really good west virginia's or maryland's going to get a little thin it's defensively but i think that they have the easiest four or five matchup if either of those teams even win their first round games and i think that they're just better than arizona so I think Alabama will make it the furthest, but I don't know if, if Sasser can get healthy, I, I would take the Cougars over about anybody. I mean, when you look at the bracket, I'm with you. Uh, Marcus Sasser injury, definitely concerning. However, their first, their first two games or their, their first three potential opponents don't worry me very much. Northern Kentucky, good team, not on the same level. Then Iowa and Auburn, two teams that absolutely limped into the tournament. And so that's a pretty easy ticket to the Sweet 16, which means he has two weeks to get healthy, essentially. He has all of this week and then all of next week. And I'm with you. If he's healthy, I think they're the best team in the tournament. But big, big if. I'm with you. Um, Like we keep saying, pretty weak crop of number one seeds. No disrespect, but usually there's a team where you're like, you know, Villanova two few years ago, like this team is not losing. There's no way, even if they do, but like there's some clear cut favorites. And this year, I think it's wide open. Gonzaga a couple of years ago, right? But this year, pretty weak crop of number one seeds. 
I mean, what Purdue has seven losses and is still a number one seed somehow. Like, yeah, <laughs> that speaks awesome. speaks to the depth of this field. Um, okay, let's talk about the two seeds then. Hunter, which two seed do you like the most? And there is a right answer in this. <laughs> uh, Marquette is definitely not the right answer, um, and I refuse to say that because they're well, losing. Hunter, it's been real. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will... <laughs> tell the inconvenient truth if you must in all seriousness you know the east region is the weakest so if marquette comes out of it i would not be surprised in the slightest um but you know texas is my two seed i love texas i, I hate the school everything that they stand for but that is a really good basketball team um <laughs> man if ucla was healthy I would say UCLA, but they are too banged up right now. And Arizona is just kind of a uh, – I think they're going to run into the buzzsaw that is Alabama. I think Texas has the length, the guard play. I like Texas a lot. Texas is going a long ways in my bracket. So I, I like Texas as the two seed. That's my favorite. Um, Let me just make the case for Marquette. <laughs> No, I, I genuinely really like Marquette. I mean, I keep, I, I'll admit, even as a Marquette homer, I keep thinking like, okay, this team has to come back down to earth at some point. Like, okay, they're in first right now in the Big East, but they'll come back down eventually. Nope, they win the Big East. Okay, but, you know, a lot of the Big East teams are healthy in the tournament now. I don't think they'll win the Big East tournament. They win the Big East tournament. And so what? what is Marquette's ceiling? Like, we keep expecting them because of, you know, the perceived lack of talent to hit their ceiling at some point, but they still haven't. Tyler Kolick is playing as about as well as anybody in the country right now. Um, and so, yes, kind of limited offensively, but can play suffocating defense. And I trust Shaka Smart in March. I, I do. Um, however, with that being said, and, and, and I like Marquette's path to the Sweet 16 at the very least, potentially to the Final Four. Um, I like the region they're in. However, with that being said, I'm with you on Texas. Marcus Carr and Serge Ibari Rice are kind of different. When you In March, you need great guards, and Texas has two elite guards. They are both capable of giving you 30 easily on any given night. Um, really athletic bigs. And two guards that can just score the basketball at will can break the press. Um, I like Texas a lot. They they showed me a lot versus Kansas in the Big Twelve Championship. Uh, Dion, what's a what's a two seed? That you, what's what which two seed do you like the most? Uh, I don't even have to say it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Marquette. Talk sure. to me. Hey, I don't I don't care what anybody else say. Are this team has. The conference player of the year, six man of the year, coach of the year. They should be people should be scared to go up against this team. I don't care what anybody say. I don't care what anybody say. I know we are don't have the same amount of talent as other teams, but the heart that this team plays with is insane. And they just completely bought into Shaka. They'll do anything for this man. And in you know, they the the tempo that they play with is amazing. And then the defense is suffocating at times. And, you know, it's hard to play defense, play offense against six players because, you know, Shaka is on the floor half of the time. So I, I really like Marquette. I really like Marquette. Uh, and then I like Arizona. 
I think they have a stud in Tubelis, and I can't wait to see what he does in this tournament. The other two seats, I, I don't know why. why and No offense. I, I'm just saying, like, personally, I don't see the appeal on Texas. I don't think they're going to make it that far. I think they are upset potential. But I could be completely wrong. And UCLA, though, they, that's just a sus team to me. I, 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 I think they should be a little higher in the seating. I don't think they're number two. I think other teams could have been number twos, but it's not up to me to decide. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Arizona the most out of the two seeds, I would say. Okay. DJ, which two seed do you like the most? Uh, as much as I would love to say my, my Golden Eagles, um, I feel like in a tournament, you have to be able to score and it'll be a slow-paced game. I think that might hurt us. Um, otherwise, defensively, we could compete with pretty much anybody in the country. But I guess I got to join the bandwagon. I'm really high on Texas, especially after destroying Kansas in the Big 12 championship. Um, that really made me buy into them. Um, Arizona burned me last year, and I think they were a two seed last year. Well, maybe even a one. They were pretty, I know they were one or one or two. But they burned me last year, and they have the really good coach on their on their side. But I have to agree, Texas is probably my favorite of all the two seeds. UCLA, if they weren't banged up and hurt, I really like what they do. But um, I think Texas, Texas is the way to go for me. All right, having covered the ones and the twos, let's keep moving on down. Uh, VJ, what's a three through five seed? That you think has a real chance to win it all? Uh, so I got two. I got two who I'm really got my eyes locked in on. Um, unpopular, but I think Duke winning nine straight to finish out the year, winning the ACC tournament. I know ACC isn't what it really used to be, um, but I think they're playing well at the right time. And usually, if a team gets hot at the right time, that could drive them all the way to the Final Four, even a championship appearance, as we've seen. Um, and speaking of getting hot at the right time, um, I think UConn legitimately has a shot to get very, very far. I love the way that they play. Um, throughout the Big East, they were probably Marquette's toughest competition, I believe. Um, so I definitely have my eyes on Duke and UConn. I could really make a push very far in this tournament. Yeah, I'm never betting against UConn in March. Um, they have any kind of talent at all they could make a run we've seen it before exactly. them winning it all as a seven seed i believe right yeah um that was a few years ago now but Dion, what's a three through five seed that you think has a real chance to win it all to win it all i don't know about that but the best chance i would give i, I really like kansas state i really like how they played this year and <laughs> that, i'm not just saying that because hunter's on here you know what i'm saying <laughs> At all, I just I just really like how they play, and you know, I feel like they can make some waves. And the other seed that I like is what you call it, Miami. I know, I know they've been kind of up and down, but they found a way to become a consistent and disciplined team, and I think that's what you need in March. And I think they can make some they they can make a good run, especially because their bracket is not that strong after Texas and Houston. So, I kind of like I kind of like them to make a make a splash this tournament. Okay, fair enough. Um, I know I'm breaking a lot of new ground here. I also like Duke. Um, how can you not? 
Um, team peaking at the right time. Had some growing pains, but really hot as of late. Won the ACC. Filipowski playing as well as anybody in the country right now. Um, hard to not like Duke. They still have all those five-star recruits and everything. Still have a ton of talent. So hard to root against Duke when they're... I mean, it's easy to root against Duke, but hard to do count Duke out when they're playing as well as they are right now. <laughs> Call me crazy. I like the Aztecs. I think San Diego State could win multiple games. Mm-hmm. I know, Hunter. I know. I know. The Mountain That's West. The first round bounce if I've ever seen one. I know. Jeez. The Mountain West, but... San Diego State has some real talent. They have some guys who can really get up and down the floor, run the break, run the press. They could be an absolute problem for some teams. They can at least throw a curveball. Uh, they can beat more talented teams by the way they can press and play defense. They can frustrate some better teams. I'm not saying they're the best team, but the way they play can be really frustrating. I saw a really good Utah State team get really frustrated at points in that game in the Mountain West tournament. So. San Diego State is interesting. And I think Gonzaga is exactly where they want to be. Gonzaga has a one seed, high expectations. Bro, oh That's not God. where they want to be. Every year, bro. Every single. <laughs> Would you just let year. me finish? No, no. Oh, brother, this, this guy. Is our, this is year three of Dagger Bracketology. And we put I know. so much down. I know. We've been hurt before. Nothing ever transpired. That's why they're the third team I mentioned and not the first. (laughs) Up on Mark Few. Give up on your team, bro. It's done. I'm just saying, Gonzaga is exactly where they want to be. They don't have the same expectations. They're peaking at the right time. Back-to-back over St. Mary's. They're peaking at the right time, and they still have one of the best players in the country, Andrew Timmy. So I get it. It, nobody was on Gonzaga harder than me last year. Okay. I've been hurt and the before. year before and the year before I've okay. been hurt before. Let's just, let's just specify. I did not put them in my final four. Calm down. I'm just saying Gonzaga actually playing really <laughs> well and no expectations. I think them being under the radar could be a big benefit to them because we've seen they cannot handle expectations. Mm-hmm. I think being under the radar could actually do them a lot of good. When you say when you, when you say handle expectation, I see overrated. That's all I see. <laughs> I understand. We've all been burned before. <laughs> We've all been burned before. We've all been made frauds by Gonzaga, okay? That's why they're in the perfect place. This is what they're going to do. When nobody expects them to do anything, they'll finally do something. Or they are complete and total frauds, and I will never mention their name again. Hunter, who's a three through five seed you think could legitimately win it all? So, you know, I actually have two three seeds in my final four. Um, One of them is being a homer. I think that K-State can put it together. If Keontae Johnson is, outside of Zach Eady, the best player in this region, I he's better than Tyler Kolick. Keontae Johnson is an absolute bucket Maybe Oscar Shibway. I'd give I'd argue that one. But if Keontae is playing good and Marquise Noel just doesn't turn the ball over and plays like he did in the first four or five Big Twelve games, K State's not gonna lose to Montana State, the winner of Kentucky Providence, and then Marquette. I, I think that K State could make a deep run. I really do. But it's also being a homer. 
Um, I think that region played out really well for them. The other three seed that I have going a long ways, and this is going to probably bust some heads here from recent uh, conversation, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. That team mm-hmm. is legit. They are they're healthy. No they are shot. healthy. They have a no perfect shot. setup for their bracket. They got a banged up TCU. They got a banged up UCLA. They got a banged up KU. If KU even makes it that far, they're going to be playing in Las Vegas. The West region runs through the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I love it. I love Gonzaga. I I'm a huge Gonzaga. Round bounce i bet on grand canyon one time and they scored 14 points in the first half of a basketball game they are not <laughs> losing to grand canyon they, 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 they ended up okay. winning that game so i don't know what to tell you <laughs> they were gonna lose by 20 to gonzaga you tripping thank you thank you hunter i'm glad someone else is willing to for friday bro. Gonzaga I another chance. God, i can't wait for friday so everybody can start shutting up shut, start shutting up about this gonzaga team bro <laughs> promise <laughs> That leads perfectly into our upset specials. Now, I mean, I threw, I put twelve in there. It's not really twelve. Like twelve over a, a five isn't really that big of an upset. But let, let's say thirteen through sixteen. Um, what what's a thirteen through sixteen seed that you think that you're you're booking on the books? You're calling it right now. Who is winning their first round game? Uh, Dion, go ahead and go first. No, bro, no reason. Um, bro, I got, oh my goodness, I'm about to drop this knowledge on you guys. Book it. It's absolutely gonna happen. Colgate over Texas. Calling it right now. Whoa. Fuck you, T. I'm a Texas Tech guy. <laughs> Fuck you, T. You guys were out. Second, hey, hold on, hold on, Dion. What? Nobody oh. likes Texas. Okay. Oh, Nobody oh, oh, oh. is at legitimately Austin, rooting for and Texas. I don't like Texas. Oh, you're Trust. acting like because we said good things about them, we're rooting for oh, Texas. No, 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 no. Nobody Trust is rooting me. for Texas. Okay. If Colgate, if Colgate get hot, it's over with. Over with. Second one. That's a good team, though. That is a really good team. That's what I'm saying. Some of these mid majors, I'm telling you, are pretty good teams. Like Texas is better, but Colgate, Colgate's a good, it's a good squad. Every, everybody's sleeping. Everybody thinking Texas is all world. Watch. All world. <laughs> Second, second, book it, Iona over UConn. I like Punch that. Ticket is happening. Pitino is bouncing this team in the first round. Um, I, I don't, I don't hate that. I hate Colgate. I don't hate that. Hey, Iona's, Iona is legit. They are really good. They were absolutely throttling whatever. I don't even know what conference they're in, but they were absolutely smashing whatever other teams were in that conference. They were winning by like 30 and 40 in their conference tournament. They went 17 and 1 in conference. Yeah, they absolutely smoked whatever conference they're in. Okay, VJ, give me give me a couple upset specials. 13 through have- 16. Look okay. oh, at I was doing twelve. I had two twelve C matchups. I, I mean, you, you can give me some twelves if you want. I'm just saying, like twelves aren't that big of an hey, upset. Hey, but... five twelve is the hottest matchup ever. I was gonna say that's the biggest. That's the I one that like always happens. I want to hear it. Uh, okay, well, I'll give you a thirteen through sixteen. Uh, I'm taking. I think Louisiana can really beat Tennessee. Uh, I think that'll be the one that kind of is a bracket buster. Aka, some people might think that's shocking, but I think that'll be the one to watch. Um and VCU over St. Mary's. Um, 
I think that's absolutely one that is going to take place. And then Drake over Miami. I just feel like that will also be a 12-5 that flips everyone's brackets up. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. It's going to be fire, though. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how – like, Bovada has the line at at 10.5 right now. I don't know how that's possible for I don't think Tennessee is gonna is gonna beat this. I'm a hundred percent with you. VCU, Drake, book it. Those weren't even my upset specials, but I'm a thousand percent because it, it, it's they're the better team, I feel like. Miami, mm-hmm. um, Tennessee both beat up, both inconsistent. You can book both of those teams for sure. Um Hunter, give me your upset specials. 13 through 16 seed that you think will actually win. You know, I like Iona. I do like Louisiana Lafayette. There's another 13 seed that I have circled, and it is the Kent State Golden Flash. Indiana, you know, I was all in on Indiana, and then they just fell off the face of the earth in the last month of basketball. They have not looked very good. Trace Jackson Davis is obviously a beast. You know, he could single-handedly carry them past Kent State, but Kent State's another one of those teams that played in a pretty decent conference. When you look at it, they went toe-to-toe with Houston, almost beat Houston in Houston, almost beat Gonzaga in a pre or in uh, one of the tournaments early in the season. Um, they've played the big dogs, and they've played with the big dogs. So Indiana better not sleepwalk into this game, or they're going to get punched in the mouth, and Kent State will not let up. So that's one game that I, I think has a real good shot. Um Marquette better be careful. Vermont, I have watched a lot of Vermont, and Vermont is a very good basketball team. I I, <laughs> I know Marquette is a very good team, but, man, if they even halfway struggle offensively, Vermont can shoot the three ball. Vermont's, Vermont's got some white dudes that just let it fly from deep. <laughs> hey, we got them too. Be careful. That's all. I, I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm just saying be careful. I'm all the way in on Marquette, and what Hunter said is 100% true. I think Vermont comes in winning 12 straight, I want to say. They they, are they, they they can play basketball, that's for sure. They they can play basketball. Marquette's going to win, but Vermont, Vermont is very good. Um, they're getting a ton of points, too. <laughs> they're getting a ton of points. Uh, Vermont might be worth taking a look at on Bovada. Um, not money line. Do not take money line. No. Or advice in general, because we're not giving out gambling advice. But that's a lot of points for a really good basketball team in Vermont. Um, With you on Kent State, 100%. Trace Jackson, book it. Trace Jackson Davis, like you're saying, animal. Really good. But Indiana lost a lot of games they should not have lost in the month of February and March. Okay, Um, Really inconsistent. And we've seen this every year of a team that's really good because they have one really good player does not get the job done in, in the tournament. You got to have a team. And I think the team in, in, around him in Indiana is very suspect. Um, I'm going to shock everybody. This is a team absolutely nobody is talking about. You see Santa Barbara over Baylor. Book it. Baylor, I get it. NBA talent. But another team, ice cold coming into the tournament. They got smacked by Iowa State, who I don't think is that great, but they got smacked in the Big 12 tournament by Iowa State. They got absolutely rolled by somebody else before that. Help me out. Iowa State again. Yeah, back-to-back to to Iowa State. 
Jesus. Uh, Baylor is ice cold. There's no reason they should have lost as many games as they did with the talent they have. I just don't think they put it together. Yeah, yeah. Lost to Marquette pretty handily um, early in the year when they were playing really well. So I don't, I don't know much about UC Santa Barbara, but I do not trust Baylor at all. I think that could easily be a 14 seed that surprises everyone. And speaking of 14 seeds, um, Kennesaw State over Xavier, book it. Kennesaw State, really good team. Xavier does not have the depth. They have some studs, but they were exposed by Marquette. Their confidence has to be low. Um, I like Kennesaw State a lot. Book it. Hmm. Two 14 seeds winning. I think there's going to be a ton of upsets. I think there's going to be a ton of upsets. Because what we just what we mentioned earlier, really good mid-major schools that all, not all, but the vast majority of which the best team in the conference clutched up and won the turn their conference tournament, combined with pretty shaky big, big schools. So I think there's going to be a ton of upsets. Um, Hunter, what's a double-digit seed that you like to win multiple games? As in, get to the Sweet 16 for starters. I got two for you. You know, I, I think that Iona is going to beat UConn, but I also think that VCU is going to beat St. Mary's, and I think VCU is going to beat Iona. I like this VCU team a lot. Ace Baldwin is a name that you need to remember because that dude can go out and get buckets and bunches. And they have a guy that looks like he just rolled out of a trailer park. They can just shoot threes from the parking lot. So, you know, VCU is one of those guys. <laughs> VCU is one of the teams that I like a lot. Um, that is elite analysis. <laughs> you know, the other team that I think can make a run, and they're actually in a play-in game. So this is kind of bold of me to assume. But Mississippi State. I think that Chris Jans is an absolutely incredible coach. Um, I think they have a very favorable matchup going against Iowa State in the first round if they get past Pitt and then Xavier, Kennesaw State. So as an 11 seed, I think Mississippi State could definitely make a run. Um, but, yeah, those are my those are my two double digits that I think have a legit shot. And Charleston. Charleston's good. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on VCU. This is, in my opinion, this is one of the best teams in the field. The fact that they are a 12 seed is criminal to me. They should be an eight, nine minimum. Like one of the best teams in the field, in my opinion. I'm dead serious. They could go to the Elite Eight, not just the Sweet 16. They are stacked and they are white hot right now. Absolutely rolling over a pretty good conference um, that has some pretty decent teams in it. I like VCU a ton. Um, I also like Drake. Drake is another really good team. I like the teams that they're matched up with. I think they could win multiple games. And I know, I know, the Mountain West. But I like Utah State to win multiple games. Um, Gave San Diego State all they could handle back-to-back over Boise State to come into the Mountain West tournament. They're peaking at the right time. They have experienced guards. They can score the basketball. They play pretty good defense. Um, they have a ton of experience, a lot of hunger, and they're peaking at the right time. So I, I like Utah State. I think they could win multiple games. A little bit more of a difficult road, but as a 10 seed, I think they could definitely make waves. Um, Dion, what's what's a double-digit seed you like to make it to the Sweet 16? 
All right, I have two, maybe three, depending on how I feel. Um, I like Iona to win multiple games. I think there's a really high chance, especially if, like you guys said, uh, VCU beats St. Mary. I think that will be an easier matchup for Iona. Um, then I really like ASU. I know this is a playing uh, team, but I think that if they they play like like they can, like they played against Arizona during the season, uh, they have a chance. They have a chance to win multiple games. And then the last one is Providence. Providence, like I said, shouldn't be an 11 seed. They were just an 11 seed because the Big East was so stacked this year. And I think that if they get past Kentucky, there's a good chance they beat Kansas State as well. Fair enough. BJ, double-digit seeds you like to win multiple games? Yeah, um, so I'm all over the VCU train as well. That's why I, I picked them, obviously, in my 12 over 5. Um, and then I am i don't know why I'm so bullish on USC. I think as a 10 seed, USC could be very interesting if they get past Michigan State. Um, obviously, that'd mean they'd have to take out Marquette to get uh, a couple wins. So I don't know. I think USC definitely might make it interesting in our bracket. Yeah, who's that player for USC? Do you know Hunter? They have a guard, or maybe Boogie Ellis. Ellis. Boogie Ellis. Boogie, yeah, Boogie yeah, that Ellis. dude is that dude is a bucket. Proper name because he gets yeah. yeah, I saw him and absolutely give it to UCLA and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say he put twenty five plus on each of them. He is he is a hooper if I've ever seen one. Likes big games too, so not not a bad pick USC at all. Um, definitely not rooting for them to win multiple games, like you're saying, but yeah. <laughs> Just remember, though, it's January, February, Izzo. He's got to go through yeah. the greatest March coach in Tom Izzo right off the rip. I That's don't know. Fair. That's fair. Um. Okay, so we were just talking about Boogie Ellis. Um, and what what are some other players that people need to be watching and that we're excited to watch? Um, I have about 15, <laughs> I think. Like the, the list is endless, but BJ, what are so give me three or four guys that you're really excited to watch and that people need to be paying attention to? Absolutely. Um, I'll start with the top cream of the crop. I think Brandon Miller. For Alabama, to me, in my opinion, he's the best player in this tournament, pound for pound. So I think he is the guy to watch. Um, freshman, obviously. So who knows? He This might be his first and last NCAA tournament because he might be in the league next year. Oh, it will be. It will yeah. be. Yeah. Um, all right. Going to UCLA, Jaime Jaquez Jr. Uh, he's a very versatile uh, four, like swing man. Um I think he played really well, even better than he did last year on their trip to the um, – I think they almost got to the Elite last year. I can't remember. But he's definitely a guy to watch. He can shoot it, rebound it, assist, facilitate, perfect NBA wing. Um, then I like – I think his pronounced it Jerace Walker or something for Houston. He's a freshman forward, like really good, uh, perfect size combo forward. I think he'll be uh, very impactful. Um, and then UConn, I like their guard, Jordan Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins is a sniper. Very underrated. Very yeah, underrated. I, he's going to open some eyes on the stage. Those are my four, like, main guys to watch. And Led then the I, Big East in scoring, I believe. I think he did, yeah. And then I must say, 
the soul collector, Tyler Kolek. I'm going with that guy. Yes, sir. Big East player of the year. One of the best floor generals that we've had in our Golden Eagle history. Gotta love it. Definitely. Dion, give us some players to watch for the tournament and some of your favorite players. I have two. One, I mentioned him earlier from Arizona, Azulas Tubelis. I love Tubelis. I love Tubelis. Before this year, I didn't even know who this man was, bro. And now I just can't get enough of him. And then the second one is a two-time Big East Defensive Player of the Year, Ryan Kalkbrenner. I think he can make some waves, and his draft stock can go really high up this year. Yeah, Tubelis is one of mine as well. He is Tubelis, bro. Tubelis. From Lithuania, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a stud. Hunter, give me some players to watch and some of your favorite players for this tournament. My favorite player in this tournament is Kendrick Davis from Memphis. I think that that dude can just take over a ball game, and if they get past FAU, I think Memphis could put together a heck of a run because I think they're better than Purdue. Um, Kendrick Davis is is a closer, and whenever he has the ball in his hands, it's it's game over. Uh, I like I like him a lot. Um, man, some other guys that Mike Miles Jr. at TCU, uh, that's a guy that can go get a bucket. I think that they have a pretty tough draw with Gonzaga in the second round, obviously. But I, I think that Mike Miles can take over a ball game. Those are my two big guys. You know, Jairus Walker's a stud, as BJ mentioned. Um, Tubelis is good. I really like uh, Marcus Carr from Texas. Marcus Carr is going to carry that team. Serge Jabari Rice is the second option, but th- there's some good both. Nick Smith from Arkansas is going to be an interesting name. I think that he's coming back from injury. Going to be a lottery he, pick, I believe. Yeah, he, no, he's a certified stud. They didn't even think he was going to come back because he's just preparing for the NBA draft. Um, but he is back playing well. I, KU better gear it up if Arkansas gets past Illinois because Nick Smith can do some damage to you in a hurry. When yeah. Arkansas gets past Illinois. When, yes. I when. Yeah, they're better. Yeah. yeah. Safe, safe. yeah. When. <laughs> I'm, I, I will go on the record and say that Arkansas is a lot better than Illinois. Um, a lot of the guys you guys mentioned love Sir Jabari Rice at Texas. I'm in love with him. He is a player who loves the big stage, loves big moments, and is an absolute bucket. Love Tubelis, Arizona. Love Mike Miles Jr. Um, as well at TCU. Um, a few guys you guys didn't mention. Gotta throw Zach Eady in there. Um, I love his attitude. Love his leadership. He is like the perfect college basketball player. Um. He's just a matchup nightmare. There is no matchup for him. Hmm. He's he's going to get his. There's no stopping him. A seven foot four player, great free throw shooter. Like, what are you going to do? As you saw with the Big Ten, nothing. You're not going to do anything. So love love Zach Eady. I love Oscar Sheikway at Kentucky. He is a beast, absolute beast. Um, love Drew Timmy as well. Love to see. Um, him finish off his career. I believe he's a senior, right? He's got uh, he could he could come back if he wanted he to, but he already play. said that he's not. Interesting. Love Drew Timmy. And guy we mentioned, freshman, I believe, but Kyle Filipowski at Duke. Mm. Um playing extremely well at the right time. He's a he's a, I mean, we'll get to our draft analysis in a few months, but I think he's a fascinating prospect. 
um, for the NBA. He's really interesting. I don't think he's going to be in the lottery probably, but I think he's really interesting. I love the way he shoots the rock and is an underrated post-up and slasher. So love Filipowski. And that only leaves the accountability part. We'll let Hunter go last since he's our expert. But let's do our final fours and our national champions. Um, This is going to surprise some people after I've continuously trashed the number one seeds. I do have two <laughs> in the final four. Um, Here's a big surprise considering their seeding, but I'm going on the record right now. I think Creighton makes it all the way to the final four. Peaking oh. at the right time. Finally healthy. You said Creighton? That's what I said. <laughs> Creighton is a really good, really good squad. Also flying under the radar. That's a hot take. But if I'm right, to the victor goes the spoils. Let's just get the homer out of the way. I do think Marquette has all the right stuff to make the final four. This is Shaka Smart has made it to the final four with a lot less than he's got right now. Okay. This would be his third final four. Tom Izzo, like you're saying, legendary March coach. So is Shaka Smart, okay? He knows what it takes to get a team all that way, and I like their region. I think they have a good path, um, which goes a long way. Um, and then I, I like Houston a lot. Like I said, there's just something about Houston. There's some kind of hunger, a chip on their shoulder, a desire to prove themselves. I think they do get healthy at some point in the tournament, and once they get healthy, I think they go all the way to the final four. And it's hard to ignore Kansas. Yes, smashed by Texas in the Big 12 tournament, but they have it all. And they've been prob- the best team in the country probably in February and March so far. Bad loss to Texas, I get it. But a couple bad losses to Texas, I get it. But Texas is really great. And I think Kansas has all the right stuff. And I think they put it together and you make it to the final four. And like I keep saying, I like Houston to win it all. I do. Um, I think they get healthy. And when they're healthy, I think they are the deepest team in the field. And I think they have the most ways to win. Um, I think they put it all together and raise, raise another banner in Houston. So it's a hot take. I know, but Everyone is kind of hating on Houston. I don't really know why. Like, <laughs> they have an easy path to the Sweet Sixteen. I think they get healthy after that, and I think they'll. I think they'll be Gucci. Um, Dion, give me your final four and your national champion. All right. So, out of the South, I have Alabama for my first team in the final four. Uh, like UTC from the East, I have Marquette. We are. Marquette, we are making it to the final four. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Midwest, I have kind of a sleeper team, and I, I don't think anybody will have this team in the final four, and that's the Hurricane, Miami. Um, and then out of the West, it's hard to it's hard to bet against Kansas on this one, and I don't think there's a team that's strong enough to beat them in this region, so I'm I'm going with Kansas. To round out my final four, and I think Kansas, and I picked Kansas to win it all this year. As, I know, I know, Hunter hates that pick. I I don't hate it. They're a good team. I just 
I don't see him winning it this year. I just don't. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Out of, out of all these teams, I think they have the uh, they have the best chance. Slight, slightly best chance because I think anybody can win it still. But that's my that's my winner this year. As the philosopher Drake once said, "Got that drink in me." Going back to back. You know it. Love it, BJ. Give me your final four and your national champion. Yeah, I'll make this quick because uh, I feel good about it. Um, as I said earlier, hate to be that guy, but I definitely have a one seed in Alabama getting to the final four. Um, and then we mentioned him earlier. I'm really big on Texas. I think Texas has what it takes to reach the final four as well. Um, UCLA, I also think at some point maybe – They'll be healthy enough to make a run, especially where they're um, seated at. And then I hate to do it, but I think Duke uh, also has what it takes to get to the Final Four as well. And then I'm taking Alabama to win the whole thing. I'm not talking about Nick Saban's team. I'm talking about, no, the Alabama basketball team. Now they're ruling both sports here. I would hate that so much. I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my answer. I'm picking Marquette to win it all. Love it. <laughs> Get that. on, baby. We, we we I'm on the train. I'm on the bandwagon. We fucking win this shit. Love it. Team of champions. Um, but no, I would absolutely hate for Alabama to win it all just because Alabama fans are already so obnoxious as it is. Um Alabama, if their basketball you got team wins it all. Lane. What are you doing? Stay in your lane. You got football. <laughs> yeah. Stay stay, stay in your lane, Alabama. What are you doing? Hunter, give, give me your final four and your national champion. It's Alabama out of the South. Um, they, I, I think that they make it actually pretty easily. I don't think they get really challenged a whole lot. Alabama's a pretty good basketball team. You know, they, they know how to pass the ball and guns. I mean, the ball. Um, I, I think that, you know, that's a pretty solid squad. Um, the East is a disaster. It's going to be – I got to pick K-State. You know, I really think that they can put a run together. Keontae Johnson is just an absolute beast. Matchup nightmare. Um, Texas is going to make it. Texas is a real good ball club. Houston's just a little banged up for me. And then I got Gonzaga coming out of the West. Um, coming out of Las Vegas, Gonzaga is going to be, you know, playing in front of a home crowd. It's going to be, it's going to be loud and wild in there. I, I like, I like Gonzaga a lot. They just, they just got done playing in Vegas for their conference tournament, so they're well equipped. Um, my national champion is is Gonzaga. I I love Gonzaga. I have them beating Alabama in the national championship. I uh, Drew Timmy has to get one. He's got to get one. Mark Few is uh you know he's passed his DUIs and all that. He's going straight for a natty ring this time. <laughs> so I, I think that Mark Few gets it done. Like they got them. they got guards. They got real good guards. Um. Yeah, this is this is Gonzaga's. They're flying under the radar. Give me the Zags. I love their path. I love everything about it. I'm telling you, like, I don't like Gonzaga to win at all, but I'm telling you, this is like the best position they could be in right now. Out West, have a lot of home games, basically. Nobody's counting them in, like Dion and VJ. I think they are going to surprise some people. I think they make it to the Elite Eight, but no, no further but love that. I love March Madness. I love it. Best time of the year for Hoops fans, in my opinion. Oh. Um, 
it is just absolutely elite. Um, be sure to join the bracket, the dagger bracket challenge. Mm-hmm. Don't like our picks? Think you can de- I'll, do better? I'll post the link on the story. Yep. Get on social media. We'll post it. Prove it. You think you can do better than our picks? Prove it. Prove it. Bet. Right. Join the bracket challenge. Show us what you got. Um, be anxious to see who wins the the bracket challenge again this year. Absolutely love March Madness. Huge fan of that. All right, let's go out of bounds real quick. Talk about our non basketball related topic, and we'll we'll make it really quick today. All of us we've talked about it before. Big gamers, big show bingers. So what I need to know is. What are our go-to gaming slash show binging snacks? New ep- new show just came out. New game just came out. The boys are on. You're about to grind for six hours, right? You're coming home from the gas six station. Hours. Those are rookie numbers, bro. <laughs> not when not when you're in your thirties. Um, <laughs> not when you got two kids. Um, <laughs> But you know, game game came out. You know the boys are going to be on. You hit the gas station on where, on your way home from work. What what are you grabbing, Hunter? What 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 are you grabbing? What's your go to gaming snack? So the first thing I'm grabbing for sure is some cold snacks. Um, I'm having as much beer as my body can handle if I'm going on to a gaming <laughs> session. No, no. I got got to be ripping some of them if we're getting after it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, in all seriousness, like I'm an Oreos guy. I'm an Oreos guy through. Got to. You hit me with some Oreos, they're gone. Um, yeah, give me give me them Oreos. That's that's my go-to if it's not alcohol related or uh, some nice sour gummy worms. Those are my two that I just get after. Yep, got it. Got to have it. Uh, BJ, what's your go-to gaming snack? Yeah, so, I mean, gotta have lemon heads right next to him. Probably one of my favorite candies. That's a hot take. (laughs) That's a hot take. You like 75? (laughs) What? The lemon heads? That's my grandma had, man. Hey, man, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to I have never once heard somebody say that's their favorite candy. I didn't say it was my favorite. I said it was a snack I was grabbing. Oh, okay. All right. My list. That's Dang. really the first thing you go to. Lemonheads. I don't have a list anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Come on. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, that was just so unexpected. <laughs> I have an excuse. I never heard of them. I'm from Italy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what those are. <laughs> oh man, Dion, what's your favorite? What's your go-to gaming snack? Mine is easy. Mine is easy. I will always go and grab some Cheetos. Give me lime Cheetos. Okay, best snack to ever exist. Okay, I'm with that. With some blue Gatorade, of course. Blue Gatorade, elite, elite pairing. Um, I wrote down a whole bunch, but the two. The two, the first things I'm going with, give me gushers all day. Um, what the hell is I know. A oh. What do you mean? What the hell is a gusher? What do you mean? I've never heard of gushers in my life. 
it's probably because they're for children. Like you're supposed to grow out of them once you're like eight years old, but I just didn't. Um, love gushers. It's because I wasn't allowed to have them as a kid, so that's like my like. That's, that's I'm literally like looking up like all these snacks because I've never heard of them. They have like a little burst of like filling juice filling like they're they're delicious they look um, disgusting i'm not even gonna lie to you that is slanderous <laughs> slanderous they are elite um and i love fritos barbecue twists elite gaming snack <laughs> elite gaming snack elite yeah, gaming snack all right come on vj i want to hear the rest of your list <laughs> i'm good no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, VJ. I'm sorry I roasted band. you for lemon heads. I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Lemon heads is not for me. <laughs> All right. If you guys are listening to this, know that we appreciate you. We do. Sure to follow us on social media at the Dot Dagger Podcast. Interact with us. Be sure to join the bracket challenge, Hunter. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, boys. You know, I really appreciate getting to talk to you guys. It's been a while. Um, you know, let's make sure that the next time is a lot sooner than this first time. All right. Ab- absolutely. You come back now. You hear? Hey, everybody, take off work. Breath. Take off work Thursday and Friday. It's going to be a grind. We're uh, we're getting rich and getting our bracket busted. So, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But we don't gamble. So we <laughs> yeah, it. but we don't gamble. We're shooting dice over here. <laughs> <laughs> we just make picks for funsies, you know. <laughs> All right. Be sure to enjoy the bracket cat challenge, and we will catch you guys next time. Peace.